Iowa everywhere. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, happy Thursday, and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams. I'm joined, as always, by the great Chris Hassel, honoring the great Chris Street today. I love it. Yeah. You like the shirt? That's awesome. I would even Ooh. wear that shirt. That's I would wear that shirt. Where did you get that? That's really cool. Um, I, I can't remember where. I think I, I think my mom got it for me for Christmas one year. That's really yeah. cool. My favorite Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, and you're not alone there, man. He's the favorite. Him and um, Jess Settles were like my idols growing up. (laughs) Three guys named Chris, says Metal Mike, who is watching us on YouTube. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Hey, shout out to them. Matty Van Winks was telling us they opened up a brand new location in Clive. Beautiful new location in Clive, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And we got Bondurant coming, what, next month? Yeah, actually, Jeez. it was ju- literally just drove by there, and the Bonnerant—they've got the signage up yep. there and everything. I'm taking I'm over. To... Fairway taking over. I. Some people say that it's connected to their relationship with us. Some people are saying that. I'm mm, just... Oh. Yeah. Hey, we got to meet well, the CEO last week, Chris. He's a great guy. Yeah, we did. Reynolds. We'll Kramer find out if Reynolds, it's really yeah. about us if they open one up here in Delray, Florida. <laughs> I don't know if that's in the business model, but um, but they had do some well. real real chewy flank steak last night for dinner. Mm. You're not getting could that use a here, fairway. Right? Could really use a fairway. Of course, we're always as well in the Channel Seed Studios. Um, okay, let's let's just dig right in. We have a lot of good topics today. Uh, the off season has been very very good to us thus far. It will continue. Oh, you just today. jinxed it. Well. I have a feeling we'll be okay. We'll we have a hundred days left, Chris. It's a hundred days to college football, right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, good, good poll. How'd you find that? You got some fancy stats guy at CBS who gave you that information? Yeah, CBS, CBS is planning on doing some segments today, and there's an article up on the site. Hundred days to college football. I mean, we do it every year. Can't miss it, and just can't wait to count it down. We used to do something similar, and this was back in the old days of CF where we would do like a 50 day countdown. Mm-hmm. But that was when Iowa state was still like so bad, like that. It just like, you're just pulling, like it is hard, you know, to find, cause you do the thing where you try and find something that coincides with the number. So it's like, Oh, tw- 28 days, Troy Davis, you know, like the really uh-huh. cliche, uh, we don't do it anymore. Got a little, 
it's it's a lot easier when you're doing it for the entire country compared to one program. Um, okay, so 100 days until college football. I want to talk about this Iowa beer. Uh, a lot of good conference realignment stuff that we need to touch on today. Everybody's been paying attention to the Pac-12. Perhaps we have been looking at the wrong coast when it comes to issues. Let's start right here in the state of Iowa. First of all, I am I'm I'm gassed. Like I I was up until midnight watching tennis last night. Were you up? Were you up watching the tennis? It would have been like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. I did time. not know that that was televised. Well, it wasn't. It was on YouTube. What? There's this YouTube feed. Maddie, yeah. you were up watching it. This guy who who was commentating. <laughs> Incredible. Hassle, you would have died. Really? This guy was unbelievable. He's like a 20-something-year-old kid. I think he must have started this, like, what, did he, what was it called? Like, Brack, uh, Racket Busters or something like that? That, like, got, <laughs> the, got the license to stream the NCAA championship for tennis? Oh, my God. He was great, and he was, like, live commenting to the producer. He's like, put up screen five, put up screen five. We got to cut <laughs> to this. It was Could you great. see, did it tell you how many people were watching it? Yeah, it was like a, it was like a thousand, fifteen hundred maybe. Okay, I bet a lot of them were Cyclone fans. There I were, saw a lot of people tweeting about it last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys, it's, it's a sad state of affairs up there in Ames when you're just hanging on every volley from the women's tennis team, Wait, and you got kicked in the stones again, huh? Elite you got eight. kicked in the stones again. You got you got your ass kicked last night. Hey, still I mean, can't make a final four. Get their asses kicked. It was a good. You're going to stoop to this level today. This is where what? you're going to go today. You're going to start shit talking Iowa State women's tennis. That's your thing today. Is, is that my thing? Is that going to be my thing? I'm I'm going to be the anti women's tennis guy. It was fun. Like I I really enjoyed it, and that was the first one I've watched. Like I'm not going to be a liar and say I've been locked into this women's tennis thing for three months here. It was fun. Poured me a little bourbon. Watch the watch the tennis. Yeah, that the announcer is what he was so pro Iowa State hassle. Like, so is there pro any Iowa State. is there any way Van Wake you could find like a highlight from this announcer? I mean, now you're really yeah, uh, making me wanna. I got you. This guy was awesome. Listen to this. He's just like, I just wanted them because Iowa State's head coach name is Boomer. Yeah, and I was just praying that this guy would drop a boom goes the dynamite. Reference. Oh my god. You remember that guy back in the day? Of course. And boom goes the, the dynamite. local TV guy. <laughs> no, he was like a college. Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, college TV station. It was a college TV station. <laughs> and I think it's Ball State. Dynamite. About twenty years ago. Hey, come on, Phil Parker's paw is trying to claim the shirt I'm wearing is a women's shirt. It's okay. He is giving me credit for supporting transgender clothing, though. Yeah, it's not you. a women's shirt. This is a men's shirt. Maybe all they have is women's now. Look in at stock. this. Look at this feed from this tennis. Look at this. All right, let's see if we can hear the uh, announcer here when they're. It's tennis. Do they do they do like live? Let's see. Hang on. This is a <laughs> riveting, but I, I am kind of Ruskin. I'm on the not out of it yet. And if Iowa State can force a third set at three, if Iowa State can force a third set at three. I don't know, folks. <laughs> special, special night of tennis. We haven't seen a night of tennis like this in a long time, Joseph. Oh, I tell you great. what. Hey, God bless the kid. I mean, he's he's a young kid, and he's all in on tennis. On it's on great 
on Cracked Rackets. That's the channel. Cracked Rackets. They got the license Cracked to rackets. stream. <laughs> Love it. Shad says that the, the, the announcer was calling out the trolls in the comments of the live feed at one point. <laughs> he At one point, keep in mind, this is the Elite Eight, okay? At one point, he asked for feedback from the commenters as to what court they wanted to see yeah. the main screen on. <laughs> That's great. It was unbelievable. And it, I was, like, really entertained. But it, well, and he just kept going, ah, you know, Iowa State was down. Chris, they got down early, and then they made, like, this comeback. And they're still losing at the end. And he kept making, like, the same comment, like, the same joke. He would go, I tell you what, folks. I don't know if I'd rather be NC State or the Cyclones right now because this team is special. I mean, it, it it was like it was like the Cyclone Radio Network on YouTube tennis. It was phenomenal. How Just pissed phenomenal. do you think the NC State women's tennis fans were listening to that Homer call the Iowa State match? He got well, but then swept he shifted up in pretty the... quickly at the end because then he oh, was, did he? Then like this, you know, the NC State coach is elite, one of the best. But man, this Iowa State story is great. You know, he was trying to make everybody feel good. Unlike Ben Jacobson. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Before we get into that, before we get into the Ben Jacobson Big Four Cyhawk stuff, I've got to ask about Tuesday night. You just went ham out at a dirt track on a random Tuesday in May. What is going on? You were drunk off your ass. Well, I heard I heard you got so drunk on Tuesday night at a, at the dirt track that you couldn't even pull yourself together yesterday. You were so hungover. You were a mess at a business lunch. Made a, a fool of yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, I had a really good time Tuesday night, and I always do. This is my, it, Chris. This is my favorite thing in the world to do. Is go to a dirt track race, especially one of this level. So this is like. So I always thought this would, this these would be races like a, were on Fridays and Saturdays. So not these guys. This is like a touring series. So these are like national professional guys. These are not. And they'll just like, throw a race in Marshalltown on a Tuesday night. Because it's special, they wouldn't do it. They don't do it every week. I mean, this would be the only one on a Tuesday all year. But our guy, uh, shout out to our guy Blake Anderson, who yeah, works he's for right. Flow. And look at the, they there's, go a, all there's over all the kinds country. of people there. It was completely full. It was completely look, packed. Vin Wink caught this shot of I think you posted a video <laughs> of the cars coming around the tree. And every time they came around, the dirt is flying up into the faces of the <laughs> of the fans. And this one guy's like he's holding his ears, it's so loud. Some guy's got like a an ice pack on his face. He's been I, hit so hard I, by the I dirt. Think his ears were bleeding or something. You had to, that was, I've been doing this from 38. I've been going to dirt races for over 30 years. I started like when I was like five and that was the dirtiest I've ever been coming home from a race on Tuesday night. I didn't even know that was a thing. To put it into context though. So the fans get dirty? Oh yeah. You're a mess when you get home. How can you like, enjoy this? I've still been finding dirt in all sorts of places the last like day. <laughs> I didn't even know I could get dirt in these places. That's it a is, cool shot from up above. That's yeah, insane. they have a drone. That's amazing. 
I'm telling wow. you, these guys at oh Flow Racing God. were Blake. The production of the – so you ask Chris. It's really interesting. Why would they do it on a Tuesday night? Uh-huh. It's a TV property now because there's not all these other people – like like racing fans in Florida or Pennsylvania are sitting at home on a Tuesday night and they want something to watch. So well, yeah, we were this. doing, we did that, what was it, like an emergency podcast on a Thursday night. I don't know when it was, a couple of weeks ago. I, I can't remember why. And Williams, you were distracted the whole time watching this flow racing. Yeah, I, flow racing has completely ruined, like, I I don't think I've watched, I've watched a little bit of Niang. Can you bet on it? No, well, they have like fantasy leagues and stuff, but no, okay. they're not. It would be too easy to throw. You know what I mean? Like, there's just not enough regulation in that, so that you can't legally bet on it. But they have like fantasy leagues and stuff like that. Um, I I barely watch the NBA playoffs because I get to watch these races. I would rather watch <laughs> this. Like, I've watched less Braves than normal. I've watched less. I haven't even turned on the NHL. Because this flow racing, because they got races on every night, and they do really well. I, I'm telling you, like this is these guys are really, really, really smart guys. That drone footage, like it's it's almost better than like even like NASCAR production at some point. So it's it's my favorite thing in the world to do. And I actually, I was talking with um, God, we're so we are so not alike, Blake on before the races. And he was like, maybe we can get Hassel to come to Knoxville. And I was like, I don't even want to. Like, you just ruin it for everybody. You make fun we, of the people. You, you sent you, a picture of like you waiting in line for the porta potties. <laughs> and I was just looking around at the crowd that was there. And I just, I don't think I've ever been in a crowd like that before. I don't know what I would do. I would be so out of place. Like, what just, would I even wear? You know what's great? You wear whatever you want. Nobody cares. Nobody judges you. That's what I love about these people. They don't care. You wear whatever the hell you want. You want to wear your Chris Street shirt? Great. Like You want to wear blue jeans? Great. You want to wear shorts? Great. Doesn't matter. Just be you. They don't care. But that's not, not me. <laughs> that's not me, though. And they'll, they'll see it. Like, what the hell is this whippersnapper doing here watching the dirt track? He never been to one before. I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, but like really the equivalent of that. So what what we saw on Tuesday night in Marshalltown, and then last night they were at Davenport, your old stomping grounds. Yeah, yeah. Blake sent me a picture. He was on. Uh, he was at St. Ambrose University. He said that. So that would be like of this form of racing. It's like <clears throat> Formula One or NASCAR. It's like the top guys. It's all the professionals, and they travel all over the country doing that. And they just happen to be making a stop in old Marshalltown, Iowa, on Tuesday. It okay. was a blast. Yeah, I don't want to bring you to a race with me because you'll ruin it. You'll bitch about the dirt. You'll bitch about the beer because they're not well, going to yeah. have your fancy ass beer selection. You're going to bitch well, about do they the have, sound. Will they, do they make cocktails? No. There's no old fashions or Manhattans or you, Sazeracs. I mean, you, if you go to a nice one, you may be able to buy like one of the like cut water type, uh, or you, you can buy like a high noon. That's a cocktail. So like what are they, they? All they have is Bush Light. No, they got they got uh well they don't do the Bud Light anymore because you know. Well, if they're cutting out Bud Light, that means they've cut out a lot of other stuff too. <laughs> I'm just right? kidding. They they'll have they they tend to have all your locals: Bud, Coors, Bush, Miller. 
They'll have all that. Now, if you go to a really classy joint like the Adams County Speedway down in Corning, <laughs> you can get it on tap, and they'll give you a bucket, and you fill up the bucket of beer, and then you don't even have to go to the stand. And then the it stand. just fills just with refill. dirt? Now, the one thing you got to do, Chris, you got to cover the beer during the races so the dirt doesn't all get That's in your beer. That's just disgusting. See, I like a you little bit of dirt in my beer, but not too much. You know what I've found about people that drink light beer, like the Bush Light drinkers? They don't want it on tap. I went into a bar in Muscatine once. Everybody in there is drinking Bush Light. Everybody. They're all drinking it out of a can. They've got Bush Light on tap. So I asked, I have a Bush Light on tap. And it was like the Seinfeld episode where the guy asks for the hot dog at the Alex Theater. <laughs> and it was like that tap man. like that tap hasn't been used in forty years. And they they pour one for me, and it was the grossest thing I've ever tasted. Like they do not want tap draft beer; they want that can or that bottle. And I don't know why. I don't get it. <laughs> well, they say unless you're at the actual brewery, you should always get it out of a bottle or a can. Oh, stop it! Who says that? Well, because they don't. A lot of places don't clean out the lines. Oh, oh, for okay. Just draft getting, beer, you're unless you're at the source. Yeah, especially hotel bars. Apparently, oh god, don't tell Hassel hotel that. bars. Don't order draft beer from a hotel bar. But see, I don't drink a lot of beer. I really don't. I Hassel's not going to drink a draft beer out of a place other than a brewery for the rest of his life because you got him thinking about the germs. Have you seen the new study on the urine crystals and the uh, fecal matter in restrooms? No. No, I haven't. Is that is that the it's one you good. referenced a few weeks ago? Oh yeah, and um, do not use those hand dryers. I tell you, they they suck up those urine crystals and that fecal matter, and they blow it all over your hands. It's, it's really disturbing, and science is uh, is starting to convince people of what science I've known catching up with the urine for crystals. a long time. All right, I think we've uh, we, we've uh, we've hit the dirt tracks and the urine crystals enough. Let's move on to the hot topic last night on social media, huh? Yeah, so your boy, Ben Jacobson. My boy? I don't know. I just felt like saying that. I do um, have an interesting story about Ben Jacobson and me that I'll get to. He once kicked me out of a practice, so. What? Yeah. For what? I was there. And thing is, Ben knows me. I was setting up for the Cyclone Radio Network. I was calling Iowa State women's games. And we were at the McLeod Center. And the uh, Northern Iowa men, these, you know, these coaches, they're all, it's not just Ben. They're all so paranoid. Have you ever met a coach that's not paranoid? They're all paranoid. Like we're going to even know what we're seeing? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> using the, they're, they're planning on using the triangle and three on the, uh, on Joseph Karate tonight. Yeah, they kicked me out. They didn't want me in there. Like, so I, I actually was almost late getting on the air that night because Ben Jacobson wouldn't let me set up my equipment because they were using the McLeod Center. So last time I talked to Ben, no, I. So I don't how did he say it? Like he came up to you and he's like, he didn't say. He sent his guy. He sent one of his what? guys. What? Yeah. Okay, well, since you're sharing that story, let me share my Ben Jacobson story. Okay. Uh, I, I, 
I covered him a bunch. I covered him during the run of the Sweet 16 back in, what was that, 2010? The Alley for Oakman S year. Even wrote, they, I, they even let us ride on the team charter down to Oklahoma City and uh, fly with, with, with them so we didn't have to buy our own ticket and everything, our Channel 13 crew. So it was, everything was, I had a great relationship with him. And about, I think this was about two years ago. I realize that he has me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> One of somebody those deals. Was, I, so I think it was. I think it was when he he must have won like a milestone game. I don't know five hundredth or three hundredth or whatever. So a lot of people were tweeting at him congratulations. So I click on his name like they were tagging him. I click on it. And it was like Ben Jacobson has blocked you. And I was like, what? I don't. How is? Why? So I, I'm consumed by this. Like, yeah, I, get I don't it. get it. I don't understand. I've got to get to the bottom of this. So I set up, and I have some mutual friends. I set up a phone call with him. And I get him on the phone. And he's like, hey, Chris, how you doing? Good to talk to you. It's like, hey, hey, coach. And so I'm like, well, I reason I'm calling is because I, I wanted to see if if I did something that, that really upset you. He was like, what do you mean? I said, well, you, you have me blocked on Twitter. He said, I do? I said, yeah, I'm blocked. He said, well, I do block anyone who ever uses any kind of profanity on my timeline. So do you use profanity? And I said, I don't know, maybe. I Like what? I, I didn't know, like, does, does he mean the F word? Is is hell also ass? Because I'll, I'll... Earmuffs. I'll use, in, in my skits, I don't, yeah, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure I use them in my skits. Um, but he's like, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't remember, but I must have, I must have seen a curse word on my timeline and just... It was you, and I blocked you. Okay. So we have like a 30-minute conversation. All good. Asking about life and Cedar Falls and all that. Okay, great. Talk to you later, coach. I'm still blocked. This was two years ago. So I, I, I don't know. You know, maybe he's just not a big social media guy, and he's never going to revisit it, and he doesn't use Twitter that much. and But... I just checked the other day. Oh, yeah, it was last night. I checked last night because of what he said at the uh, at the little Panther get together, and it still says, "I'll pull it up right now." It still says, "Coach Jake blocked." Coach Coach Jake, you and I blocked you. I want to see. Wonder if he's blocked me. Because we and, and and we have a good relationship. He used to come on my radio show all the time. But like, but he didn't and, trust me to sit in that practice, and apparently. Not text Drake because Iowa State doesn't play him at that time. You know, like I don't know why. It's just these coaches are so paranoid. You know how it is. No, no, he hasn't blocked me. He's not following me though. Certainly not following me. So let's talk. Uh, interesting about stuff. Last night, anyway, let's we? get into uh, what he actually said last night. Pull up the tweet from Channel 13's Justin Cerency, uh Matty Van Winks. So we'll run it down for 
folks who were who who don't know anything about this, they were doing their Panther like get together. It looks to be at like where was it at Exile? Yeah, what are they doing at Exile? That's at the, the Hawkeye hall, show. The hall. The hall. It's, it's got an Exile thing on the top of it. Yeah, that's a Iowa exclusive bar now. Yeah. Um, basically, Justin Serency was the one who reported on that. He wasn't. I think Justin was there as like a fan, but I, but he put it up on Twitter and it went viral. The um, quote from Ben Jacobs there. It's called the Panther Caravan. He says, "Can you ask your team why you won't play us?" So he anymore? spotted an Iowa fan yeah, in the crowd. Yeah, guy in an Iowa T-shirt, which is tacky to begin with to wear. An oh Iowa come on! T-shirt. I mean, I guess, I guess wearing. What if he just happened to be there and he was? That's different. He wanted to. That's different. I guess yeah. all those Northern Iowa fans are Iowa fans, anyways. So what are we? I mean, they all. Are. <laughs> They're all okay. Purple Hawks, anyways. Yeah, a lot of them. Can you ask? He says to this guy, "Can you ask your team why they won't play us anymore?" It's okay. There's another team about 40 miles north that won't play us either. Referencing Iowa State because right. I guess he's in Des Moines. Yeah, and it and it brings up the whole um, tired and true debate of the Big Four and oh, we want it to be like the 90s when Jess Settles would go and play at Drake and uh, and then you know no, wait it Iowa. went lo- it went into the 2000s. Yeah, I know. I was. When did that stop? Actually, it would have been God. Right. Or, so the first year I around twenty ten classic was Hoiberg's first year. Yeah. It, so it would be around twenty ten because I I, I started the year. I started the WHO TV in Des Moines in 07, and I covered plenty of games where you and I went to Ames. Yeah. And Iowa would go to Drake. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. And I I think you can look at this from two ways. Like, I think if it's just, like, purely fans who want a good product, we would all like that, right? Can we can we all agree on that? Like, it was fun? I think there, there are some fans who would not agree. I think there are... It wasn't fun? I think there are some fans, especially some Iowa fans, that love that they don't play Northern Iowa and Drake. And they don't want to see it. They really don't. And I, because I think they feel like they're just better than that, and they they shouldn't be playing. See, I, yeah, I don't, I which don't feel I totally don't agree with. I don't, I don't feel that way. But I can absolutely look at the business side of this if I'm Fran McCaffrey or TJ Otzelberger, and I wouldn't play the game. The way the thing, like the way the thing is set up, with. You know, RPI, what, what are we doing now? The net, like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it really doesn't enhance them. It, it, it's There's no reason for them to play the game. And now the opposite would be, well, you bring Eastern Illinois in and you'll lose to them. Well, you're not supposed to lose that game. <laughs> That's the difference. Like, you, you're not you're not supposed to lose that game. That's supposed to be a, it's called a buy game for a reason. You're paying them to kick their ass. Well, you but I just hate that we've reached the point where it's not about competitiveness Completely it's about, agree. It's all about these numbers for the postseason and these coaches trying Completely to protect agree their asses. With you. You're right. And this is why I'm saying you've got to look at it from two stands. Like, from a fan standpoint, of course I'd like to see these games. They're mm-hmm. great. The women do them. Caitlin Clark going to Drake last year, it was, a, it was an event. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it when Iowa State women go to Drake. It's a 20-minute drive for my – right? Like, I, 
I love it. It was great when the men did it. But then you look at it from a business side, and I can promise you, and he would never admit this, Ben Jacobson has never coached at a high major program. Not taking a shot at the man, he just hasn't. He could have. Correct. If Ben Jacob, yeah, he's had opportunities. If Ben Jacobson was the head coach at Iowa or Iowa State, do you think that Ben Jacobson all of a sudden would be like, all right, we're going to play Northern Iowa and Drake? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good point. Because look at TJ. TJ was a mid-major coach, and I'm sure he had had those discussions when he was at South Dakota State and UNLV, like, we want to play more of the big boys. Why don't the big boys want to want to come here and play us? They should. But now he's at Iowa State. And, look, this thing was put in place before TJ was the head coach. This is – how much of this is athletic department driven? Like, even if TJ wanted to, to go yeah, to Northern I, Iowa, would Jamie well, Pollard allow it? From what I understand – and I don't know about Iowa. I do know with Iowa State, like if Drake and Northern Iowa wanted to come and play in Hilton, they would play them. Yeah, from what I understand. Probably, but, yeah. I could, yeah. Well, I mean, why not? They have, like you said, they have Eastern Illinois and Florida A and M come in. Correct, but the foul. And, and again, like I don't want to misspeak here because I, I, I'll I'll text Brian Harden after this just because I want to be accurate here. But like from what I understand, they don't want to do that. So, yeah, I, I would like to know what it would take from Iowa State and from Iowa. Like, what would it – is it you come here, you play us, and that's it? Like, we're never coming back to your place, but when you want to come into our arena, we'll play you any year. Or is there like a – you know how teams do two-and-ones with lesser programs, two home games yeah, to one I road mean, game. And you can even look too, Chris. Like some of them are like four for one. Yeah. Like it, it, you know. is that because if that's the case, if 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 let's just say if if Iowa would play Northern Iowa if they agreed to a three and one, then I think then it it kind of falls on Northern Iowa. I think Northern Iowa should do that. I just and it trickles down too. And and I don't know enough about Northern Iowa's scheduling philosophy to be exact here, but I do know that when TJ was at South Dakota State that they didn't do a straight home and home with South Dakota State because they were looked South Dakota State was a summit league team. So South Dakota State had to pay them to have a return game in like Minneapolis or something like that. Who are you talking so about like, South Dakota State against who? Northern Iowa. Uh-huh. This was however many years. So my point is this you're doing the same thing it's just at a lower level. This right. is a it's all a business thing and it's not oh they're scared to play us like maybe they are and like I, I, Northern well, Iowa I, kicked Iowa State's ass a lot of years and I watched I think a lot they, of those I games. think there is a I don't think they're scared to play them I think they're scared to lose to them cuz it doesn't do them any good that especially right. when Northern Iowa is going 14 and 18 like it it and and I think you're that, much more that likely was, to lose that game than you are to some swack team that was the comment I saw the most off of this uh, Ben Jacobson um, statement last night. Was it, look, okay, you guys were terrible last year. You've been bad several years recently. Maybe if you're, you have more of a leg to stand on if you're winning 20 games a year. But let's be honest, that wouldn't change it either. No. 
because they've been no, good. Northern, you know, I, if if Northern Iowa was winning thirty games a year, there's even less of a chance that Iowa is going to go to Northern Iowa and play. Well, I mean, and Drake's getting to that point where they're consistently, yeah, right. You know, that makes it less likely. I, I just that Iowa that, State's like, going to go to Drake. I wish we could have this conversation, not you and me, because I think we're doing it right now. Where, yeah, we'd all like to see the game, but the business side of it, it's not incentivized anymore. And if you're, if you're, and that's McCaffrey, the problem. We got to yeah, get to a right. point where we, inc- for the good of the game, the good of the sport. You are right. We have to find a way to incentivize these kinds of games. But if you're Fran McCaffrey, we've used TJ a lot. Let's use Fran as an example. Like, okay, like, sure, we'll play you. We'll do a home and home with you. Are you you're doing it just to make a couple thousand Northern Iowa fans happy? Where it's statistically will give you a less chance to make the NCAA no. tournament. If you're, no, he's not going to do that. No, but who who? Can, it's not about making Northern Iowa fans happy. It's about doing what you should be doing, playing the teams in your state, and. A lot of your own fans would be happy to see it. I would. I want to see better games. Like, they're not, at least I don't think, most years. There are some years where Iowa does play it. They played a tough non-con last year. I don't think we're replacing a game against Northern Iowa with a an equal opponent. I think no. that's definitely going to be one more home game. Yeah, unless it's like, you know, and... Unless it's one of those deals where you're getting one of those neutral site things like the big. I don't think so. I don't think they would replace because what you're you're saying is you don't want to give up a home game. You don't want to give up the gate at at home. I think you're bringing in, you're paying a team to come in to Carver, get a sure win, help your stupid net rating. (laughs) I don't think you're going to a neutral floor and playing Gonzaga instead of... I don't think that Gonzaga game a couple years ago was because they aren't playing Drake in Northern Iowa. The Northern Iowa thing is tiresome for me, though, when you take a shot at Iowa State, because Iowa State is paying a good chunk of their athletic department by scheduling these football games and getting their ass kicked the way well, that's they do. I, <laughs> I, I, I would... Mu- I would you know much rather like, in the, in I don't the, want to play in, them in football. I don't want. I that would game. much rather see the them. basketball games than the football games. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. I have always I said that Iowa should never play Northern Iowa in football because one, as we've talked about in basketball, it does you no good. No matter what you do, it does not do you any good. And two, most of the time, the games are terrible. Like, it's a bad game. It's not even, like, it's not a fair playing field. Speak for yourself. Well, I'm talking about Iowa, not Iowa State. Now, I know there was the game in in 2009 that I was at where Northern Iowa should have won it. But you you saw what happened. Iowa won the game and fell out of the rankings. Iowa was ranked, like, 21st going into that game. They blocked two field goals to, to win it. And they fall out of the rankings for a couple of weeks because of it. But I, I maybe I just, maybe I'm being hypocritical, but I don't want to see Northern Iowa play Iowa and Iowa State in football. I do in basketball because I think it's more competitive, it's more interesting, and you, I want to see them go to Cedar Falls and Des Moines. 
A guy who would be a really good person to ask about this is Greg McDermott. Because he coached mm-hmm. at Northern Iowa. Yeah. He coached at Iowa State. Now he's at Creighton. Doesn't really have it. He's close to TJ. He's close to Jake, right? Like, I would love to get his opinion on it. He's got Van Wink has a question for us. What? Do you, what well, what, actually, uh, that's a good segue too. I mean, would do you think the perception on Northern Iowa and Drake would be different if they were in like the Big East, like Creighton is now? You know what I mean? Of like, course. Would, yeah, yeah I, it absolutely would be. Yeah. yeah, they're in a one bid league right now, and like some would argue that but, the Valley should be more, but it's a one bid yeah. league. Yeah, and the Valley is getting worse. Like to teams that, the teams that um, prove that they can be winners in the Valley will move yeah. on to the Big East, to the American. It, it, mm-hmm. We've seen it. It's going to happen. And now you're picking off. I mean, who's in there? UIC now? Belmont. Now, Belmont and Murray State, th- yeah, those, those are, are probably as, as, as good it gets as you're going to get. We'll see how they do in these new – you know, realignment's hard. Like, it, it's hard. Even at that level when you – Murray State was the best job in its league, I think the Ohio Valley – is where they mm-hmm. came from. It was the yep. best job in that league for the last fifty years, and now all of a sudden you're just a you're a good job in the valley. Are you the best job? Probably not. Right? There's a lot. So, like to just think that Murray State's just going to replicate what it's always done in the valley, I don't think is accurate. I, Jacobson's got twenty. How long has he been there now? The head coach, mm. twenty years. We, I mean, we got to be getting close. Because Greg McDermott it, took the Iowa yeah, State job in 2006. 20, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. 17. You know, and, and Darren DeVries, like, I mean, Drake's like the job he's always had circled. He knows that place. He's is, – is Murray a better job than being in Des Moines now with what they've got going on with, like, you know, they serve booze at the games. They've got like it's a it's a fun time at Drake mm-hmm. now. It's not like it was 10 years ago. Have you they, been to Murray, Kentucky? No, but I know enough people from there. It is. Uh, you compare Murray, Kentucky to Des Moines, or let's just say Belmont in Nashville. It is a big, big difference. That was a dry county up until a few years ago. Couldn't even get alcohol. Well, that would explain a few things. <laughs> so. Again, like I get what he's doing. Ben Jacobson is rallying the truth. I do too, he's and maybe he's just having fun up. with it. You know, he probably he is. probably knows it's not going to make a difference. He's just having some fun. Yes. And but I like I wish when like fan like there is a difference between like what do we want as fans and what yeah. the whole setup of this whole scope of things it's against those guys and it sucks and if i was a drake and northern iowa fan i would be jaded too like the whole thing is set up horribly but i think but a lot of fans especially at iowa are just tired of the conversation because in in their eyes it's it's over it's done it's no, not going to happen fans are the same way no doubt hmm. i'm alex rodriguez And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're in the Channel Seed Studios. Shout out to all of our great American farmers out there getting, planting that, spraying their seed all over the fields here in the great state of Iowa. That corn's uh, starting to pop some good up. good weather, too. We got some rain. Yep. What'd you say, Maddie? That corn's starting to pop up. I was driving yep. through town yesterday, saw it popping up. Watch that corn pop up in rows. What song is that? That is uh, Green Grass Rose by Tim McGraw. I don't I like even that know how I, that came to me. I uh, also want to give a shout out to our friends at the Kenoyer Garden Centers. Plant. So I, uh, you know what I'm doing tonight, Hassel? What's that? I'm putting together some raised planters from my backyard so the rabbits don't get to them. And I'm going to plant me some uh, vegetables in the backyard. Oh, yep. really? Yep. I got me a, a bunch of, well, some fruit, too. We got some strawberries. We got some zucchini. Got some peppers. Going to make my whole little uh, vegetable garden in the backyard. That's what I'm doing tonight. Sounds like a big night for you. Friends over there at Kenoyer Garden Centers. You can find them in Ankeny and also in Grimes. Uh, the Swarm Ale, we talked about our... Um, we saw those exile signs, new uh, beer with the Iowa Collective. That's a sweet can. They, I thought uh, they, so, too. I, I heard someone else, I think it was Fails, Andy Fails, said it looks like an energy drink. I could see that, but I think it's a cool can. Like I, I, mean, I think it's I think it's a uh, slick-looking can. I do. Um, exile. Did they just alienate some of their potential patrons. There's no like, doubt that they did. Uh, it, as an Iowa State fan, are you going to exile now? Are you getting exile beer? Are you going to... They still have that exile place in downtown Des Moines, right? Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with exile and like what they're doing, but like, I promise you, I've run an Iowa State fan site for 20 mm-hmm. years. There's a chunk of Iowa State fans that will not go there now. If I'm exile, I'm working hard to partner with Bloom to come out with a, what, a we will light beer, something like that, so that you can make both sides happy. the best? I guarantee it won't be exile. Really? They're hawks. Bloom won't work with them. Yeah. Wow. See? They're, they are known hawks. Big time. Oh, they're known hawks. Uh, I mean, I in my circles, I've okay. I d- I didn't I did know a that. Deal with them years ago, and it was, you know, I very much felt like, oh, well, we need to do this to appease the other side. Um, but I listen. I don't care. I love their uh, what's their uh, Tico time. The it's that Mexican lager. I think that they have. It's like a little fruit in it. I really like it. I buy that all the time. 
I got no problem with that. But I but to answer your question, I know Iowa State fans and they absolutely will. But I think it's a good idea. Good good job out of the All right. Court. So what's what's old Bloomy Pants working on? Is he going to I mean he's got a So I saw some people called him out. Can I have what? some money? What do you mean they called him out? Called him out. Said look, look what I was doing. Get, so I, get, us, get us some Iowa State alcohol. I do have a on authority that so I've worked with Cody Road whiskey for years with Cyclone mm-hmm. Fanatic. I would keep your eyes peeled. This has been in the works for like oh. nine months. A whiskey that will do the oh, same really? thing that this is doing. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, that I don't know when it's coming out, but I know they're working on it. Wow. So Bloom is working behind the scenes on something special here. They okay. have been for a long time, but you know, I think whiskey takes a while. You know, yeah, like sure. it's not. Well, it's got to age for a few years. Yeah, it's not a situation where you, you got to age that we will whiskey the www. Yeah, I think they'll do. I think they'll do something, but I don't know when it's. I would assume that they're going to launch that thing before football season, and that's nice. over there at uh, Mississippi <laughs> River Distilling. Van Wink is in the private chat. He says, what the hell is, who's hammering? It's these goddamn pool pool people. I don't know what's going on. There's someone right outside my window just hammering away. (sighs) Should be done in the next couple weeks. Just send me over there. I'll get it done in a week like I got the play set done. No, that took you a month to put that play set. Ten (laughs) days. You hear that? How long will it take me to put these raised garden beds together is the real question. Um, Could be a disaster. I don't even know what a raised garden bed is. Well, because you got the rabbits back here, you know. If if I just planted these vegetables in the ground, the rabbits would eat them all. All right, that reminds me. Little bastards. That reminds me. Okay. The whole no mo may thing. Oh, God. (laughs) Helping out. The pollinators, the insects. I know people who would like to do that. They want it, you know, they, they, they've tried not mowing for a while because they're, they're helping out these pollinators and insects. Oh, they care so much about these same people will take a gun out and just blow a rabbit's head off for getting in their garden. Yeah, I've done that. So what... What are we doing here? We're helping out the pollinators, the insects. I'm not. And we're blowing the brains out of the bunnies? Isn't that a little so, hypocritical? You want to know what it's like being married to a veterinarian? What's that? So Dirks, he doesn't get them very often, but every once in a while, Dirks will get himself a rabbit. Oh, God. And he brings it up to... He'll bring it right up to the door. And he's very proud. You know, he's got his stance. Because that's what he's bred to do. He's a retriever. My dog has never done that. And I have a Labrador retriever. I think we've got three of them in Dirks's tenure. And if the rabbit one time... Is this hammering getting louder? They're doing it just to piss you off. So this one time... <laughs> so that they're, they're, they're bred to not, like, bite down. They're bred to not kill the rabbits. 
uh-huh. or the squirrels or whatever. Are you going to tell me that your wife does like emergency surgery on the rabbit in the house? No, she'll slit their throat. God damn it, Williams. Jesus. <laughs> Seriously. Puts them out of their misery. She'll take a little box cutter out there. <laughs> the best line, people are blowing the heads off of bunnies. William, William says, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> this is worse. <laughs> no, she's putting it out of its misery. It's going to die anyways. Like, the thing is paralyzed. We're putting it out of its misery. I, I don't want to hear about this. What do you want to do? Do you just want the do you want the rabbit just to I sit just out don't, there and suffer? I want to pretend like it doesn't happen and that everything is out there just living its best life. With a BB. Huh? You're cutting out. You know, that Mediacom coverage you've got there is just an absolute shit show again. What is going on? When are you going to cut the Mediacom cord? This is getting to be ridiculous. Am I back? I mean, kind of. You're all blurry. You look like MC22 games. <laughs> um, I don't know what I was saying, but it was it was funny. Uh, enough about these animals killing these poor animals. Oh, I was going to ask you, would you rather it just sit back there and suffer? Is that what you want? I, no, uh, Is that what no, you want? You want no, the rabbits to suffer? I understand why she does that, and I get it. I get it. What, let's, but I, just, you I don't really, want to talk about you can honestly it. I don't want to talk about it. You're huh? you're red blooded Iowan. You've never shot a rabbit with a BB gun. I've never shot anything. I've only shot a gun once in my life, and it was when I was visiting my uncle in New Mexico. And we just fired at things in the desert, like, like Uncle old. Rico. Like, yep. Like, uh... <laughs> no, but it was the, it's this... the only time in my life I've ever seen this uncle. Tell me about this uncle in New Mexico. I need I need more information here. It's Uncle Joe, and uh, he took me out into the desert in the Albuquerque area and uh, had me fire some of his guns, and it was just a horrible experience. Horrible. I was 16, and I had no ear protection. So as soon as he fires the first shot, my... I feel like I'm underwater. Like my eardrums just go. And then he has me fire this pistol that looked like it was 50 years old. And the gunpowder comes off of it and just burns the hell out of my hand. It was a, it was a disaster. I, I, uh, I did not have a good time with my uncle. I haven't seen him since. That was, that was surprising was, to me. 20 years ago. You're a big Ron DeSantis guy. I figured you had a bunch of guns. <laughs> My, no, I don't. I uh, we don't have we don't have one in the house. Maybe I'll come to regret that one day. But I don't I, either. I'm, I'm scared. I used to of have guns. guns. I don't now that I have kids, though. I, they're all I don't have them anymore. <laughs> um, what did I say? Ben says he wasn't planning on having this conversation with his four year old today. Thanks, CW. What did I? What did I? What did I oh, say? Oh, because you bunnies. talked about how you were murdering bunnies. I'm not murdering anything. My dog chose to follow his instincts and hunt down the rabbit, and I put it out of its misery. Well, kids don't need to hear that kind of stuff. Well, and I'm ben sorry. Has, that... Ben's four-year-old is listening to the program. Well, someday Ben's four-year-old's gonna have a garden, okay? And 
you're going to want your peppers to live because you put a lot of hard work into them. And those goddamn rabbits keep eating it. All right? Yes, the circle of life. It's called the food chain, son. Hmm. Unfortunately for those rabbits, they're at the bottom. Well, apparently in Iowa, it's, you know, it's, yeah, rabbits and it's like insects. Like we, we want to protect the insects more than the, than the cute little bunnies. No, the rabbits are great. Leave my plants alone. That's all I'm saying. Just leave them alone and then we're not going to have a problem here. I think you're really cute. It's great. I'm not trying to kill you. Yeah. And like, it's. It's nat. So what, Chris? You don't want dogs to live up to their instinct? Is that what you, you want me to tell? I'm Dirk? just telling like, you, my dog. I have a black lab. My dog has never killed anything. Sounds and to me like she your did, dog's a. My I would, dog's a wimp. No, my dog's just nice. ACC drama. So it's funny. Like this reads to me just like the Big Twelve used to. Where they'd all come out of their meetings, like some fancy hotel in Florida. <laughs> oh man, this is great. We've never been more unified. Yeah, We're, right. We all love each other. We love being in the ACC. I think we've all reached the point where we don't believe a goddamn thing. Any of these commissioners, athletic directors, presidents, anything they say. And I if you do, don't. you are an idiot. And if you're a commissioner of a league or a athletic director and you are just taking the word of all these other people, you are way too gullible to be in that spot because everybody is out for their own right now. So we had two days of reporting. So first, Ross Dellinger is probably the best in the business now when it comes to college football. Uh, for Sports Illustrated, he put out a piece on Monday about their seven ACC schools who have basically been working behind the scenes to potentially, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but dissolve the league, okay? Because their grant of rights, their media rights go through 2036. Mm-hmm. And like, they're going to mm-hmm. be so far behind every other league yeah. because it was such a long-term deal that like Florida State and Clemson, who our national programs are going to be making 30 to $60 million less per year than ACC and big 10 schools and considerably less than big 12 schools, which the one that irks them is central Florida. Now is going to be making no, more money than Florida. You, State. Williams, you can't call them central Florida. I told you that it's UCF Orlando. <laughs> they're going to be making more than Florida state here before too long. And yeah. that's got them all irked. So these seven schools, yeah, these seven schools, this is via Pat Forty, uh, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, <clears throat> North Carolina, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech have been working behind the scenes to see what their outs are. Can they dissolve the ACC because they can't get out of the media rights as long as the ACC still exists? So then the other seven allegedly or reportedly didn't know that this was going on. And they were all ticked off. And now they all come out of this hotel room or this hotel, you know, ballroom and like, oh, this is great. We're all unified. And then Pat Forty puts out a piece last night with an ACC source saying, quote, we're not unified. 
we're unified until someone offers a school more to go somewhere else. Everyone is going to grab it. And if you don't understand that, I mean, you don't even need that statement to know. Everybody, if, if Clemson right now could jump to the SEC, they would. Yes. Same with Florida State. I mean, there are probably, there, I bet you there are teams in there that would go to the Big 12 right now if they could. And then what are you thinking if you're not part of this, whatever they have, what they call it, a magnificent seven? What are you doing if you're Duke, Wake Forest? Are you just sitting around waiting to get left at the altar? It's really interesting because uh, we've all been paying so much attention to the Pac-12. We knew the ACC thing would come because their revenue was so far behind. Oh, this is such a I, – I hate this. This is such a mess. Oh, this is – it's funny. Like, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. To the people who say that NIL is going to be the end of college athletics as we know it, this is the shit that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. This is – um. I mean, the Big 12, there was the piece earlier this week that, of course, they want those Pac-12 schools. And then the other ones listed were like Fresno State. Oh, my God. It's like, what are we doing? Well, all you need to know right now is that the Pac-12 is considering adding rice. (laughs) Rice has the worst facilities I have ever seen. and. That Houston media market. Yeah, right. Uh huh. Fourth media I, market I, I, in the country. I've done several Rice home football games, and they do not draw more than 500 people into their, well, what once was a 70,000 seat stadium. Their press box smells like dead rats and cat urine. It's horrible. Now, Rice is a great dead institution. Rabbits. All the, all the money goes to academics. None to athletics. So what is the Pac-12 doing? What would any conference be doing well, looking at Rice? A, if you talk to a holier-than-thou Pac-12 fan, they, they're in this for the right reasons. Oh, yeah. They care about academics. My, here's my Rice story. I'm down there at the – when Iowa State played in what was then the Houston Bowl, they played TCU 2005. And I got lost driving around like we were driving somewhere. And I just like somehow ended up on the Rice campus and didn't even know I was on campus. Like normally when you, yeah, normally when you go to a college campus, you realize it. Like I was just like, oh, like there was like a Rice building. Oh, we're, (laughs) we're on, we're on Rice's campus. Well, I'll update when we have more time on this. I have a lot of this is kind of my wheelhouse. You I love this it. stuff. You're a you're a sicko with this. Yeah, real I think I might stuff. ask Scott Doctorman to you come on. You have a fetish. Like you, I your wife this. talks dirty to you by talking realignment. Like, hey, hey, Chris, what if Rice went to the Pac-12? Oh, oh, hey, Chris, what if what if Baylor went to the SEC? <laughs> Hey, hey, baby. What if Iowa and Iowa State were in the same conference? Yeah. Hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom. (laughs) Be right back. (laughs) 
You sick bastard. All right, real quick before we go, what are you all pissed off for? You were texting me. Wait, 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 wait. No, we did. But what? But the you, something gonna, you heard on Murph and Andy. Yeah, no, that's that's a longer discussion for a different day. We can say. Oh, that. okay. You're all pissed off about something you heard on Murph and Andy. Yeah. Well, we can we can hit that next program. <laughs> yeah, we Unless got. Unless you like, really want me to hit it right now, I think it's a longer discussion. Oh, we can wait. Let me guess. Because we're both kids of the Bulls era. Was Andrew Downs slobbering all over LeBron? Is this what it was? Andrew Downs, producer of the Murph and Annie show. Earlier this week, he's a Lakers fan. He is a LeBron apologist. On the show, he says, if LeBron wins a title this season... The argument is over. There is no argument to be made for Michael Jordan any longer. LeBron is easily, unquestionably, the greatest of all time. Can you believe that, idiot? Some pretty blanket statements right there, folks. Are you kidding me? It's not like he's... You know, on the Pistons, leading a bunch of nobodies, he went to the Lakers himself to try to create another super team, got Anthony Davis, has tried others, Russell Westbrook. They've, they've done everything they can. They're, they're a good team. Maybe they yeah. will win this it all a, this season. This is but a deeper give me a break, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the guys to say like that, you and me, to say not even to say yeah, that there's no conversation. Yes, he said it's over. He said it's over. There's no more argument to be made for Michael Jordan if LeBron wins this season. <laughs> That's asinine. What? Hey, Van Wink, get in here. Give us your thoughts on this. I see. I so I grew up in the guy. I grew up in the '90s. But the Jordan was early '90s, right? Oh, con- what, what are you talking? First title about? was in '91. '91. I was born in '91. I was born in '96, '97, '98. I don't have. You're a... actually thinking about, that, but it's because you're a young, yeah. you're a hey, young man, kid. That I'm too young. Hey, Matt, but get the hell wait, out wait. Of here. So, are you saying are you, are you really going to say that LeBron is better than Jordan right now? I think there is something to that. He's won titles with multiple different teams. I, I you know, they had this but, whole super. But Jordan could have done that Jordan, too if he jumped around. Jordan built his own team and won know? with that team. You think he huh? would have? You think he would have won? Yes. Of course. If Jordan Le- jumped to, let's just say Jordan jumped to the Rockets with Elijah the, Wan, or, yeah, or the Knicks in that yeah. era with John Starks. You're going to compare Pacers, Elijah Wan to Chris Bosh, or the Pacers? Wait, what? Come on. He went to the Heat with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Okay, I could see. I, and then he went to the Lakers. It would be it would be like Michael Jordan. Who did he win failing? with with the Lakers though? In listen, the bubble? listen was, to this. Okay, LeBron, Jordan, Anthony yeah. Davis. Yes, Anthony uh, Davis. Who else? What do you mean? Who else? Okay, Jordan won with Scottie Pippen, and who else? Rodman. No. Well, Three of them with Rodman. <laughs> yeah, the other one with Ron Harper, B.J. Armstrong. What LeBron is doing, what LeBron did originally, is he didn't win with the Cavs. 
He couldn't win. Couldn't get over the hump. So he jumped to the Heat and Hall of Famer Dwayne Wade to create a super team with Chris Bosh. That would be like Michael Jordan in 1990. Yes, when he couldn't beat the Pistons. When he could not beat the Pistons, jumping to another really good team and Let's adding another Jordan big piece. jumps to the Celtics. Yeah, or, or, or it would be like Jordan jumping to the Knicks. Jordan yeah. jumps to the Knicks, teams up with Patrick Ewan. Jordan's career arc was just so much different. That it's so hard to compare. I mean, he left for baseball. Yeah, and know, if he had But I think that's baseball, a check in Jordan's... Winning. It's Jordan's in Jordan's favor because he came back, he won three more. If he would have stayed mm-hmm. in basketball like LeBron has done, mm-hmm. they would have won eight straight titles. I know he, he didn't, but yeah. they would have. If he would have stayed two more years with the Bulls on the back end... They would have won more. They would have stayed together. They would have still been Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson in 99, in 2000. He didn't. He decided to do other things. You can say that that hurts his legacy. Sure. But if he would have still, if he would have been there all those years, we're talking eight, nine, maybe 10 championships in a row. And Jordan didn't jump to another team to do it. LeBron jumped to Miami to get over the hump. Got his two championships. The, the 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 best thing he did, and it's not even close, is he went back to Cleveland yes. and proved that he could win there. That was awesome. He was unbelievable. 2016. That was one of my favorite won the title. of all time. That was when great. They beat the Warriors. Yeah. But then what well, does he do? Not my favorite. Then what does he do? He goes to the greatest franchise of all time, the Lakers, and builds another team. Like the... I don't think it's a plus that LeBron has done it with multiple teams. No, I'm with I you. think it's a plus that Jordan did it with one team. And never lost in the finals. Never lost. Now, the LeBron people will say, your, your friends, Matt, your young friends, like Andrew Downs, they'll say, look at all these NBA championships that LeBron went to. He, he, he lost a lot of them. A lot of them. Jordan didn't get to all those NBA titles. He's right. Jordan only got to six, but he won all of them. And you know what? Michael Jordan never even had to go to a game seven in the NBA finals. And he was playing superstars. The first one against Magic Johnson. The second one, Clyde Drexler. The third one, Charles Barkley at his peak. He was the MVP that year. Then Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Then... Carl Malone, John Stockton. I mean, we're talking the best of the Hall of Famers. And the, the guys he had to get through in the East, I mean, every year, that, that's the thing. It was a different time. These other teams were really good. Like those Pacer teams with Reggie Miller. God, they the, were so good. Those the, Knicks teams in the early 90s. The geez. league was just so much more balanced because we didn't have super teams. Exactly. So like every team had a superstar. Now, some teams were better than others, obviously, but you didn't have these teams with like three or four mega stars on one roster. So, like, you just, you had to play better. You had to play harder every night because of that. You didn't have tanking back then. I mean, I'm sure it existed to some extent, but not what it is now. I'm with you. I mean, I, I would I have think- the. I would welcome the conversation, but I agree with you to like say that there's no. I I, I, I think my guess that you is can that, make the argument. Like if you're a LeBron, you could, uh, sure you can make the argument. If you think LeBron 
is is greater than Jordan. Make yeah, the Andrew's argument. Andrew's not an but, idiot. I'm guessing he's say, a little troll. To say that. the argument, there's no argument to be made for Jordan. If LeBron wins a title, come on. That, that's just been festering. It's been festering inside yeah. me all we week get, since he said it. We had to get that out because you would be unbearable all weekend on the group chat had we not done that. Just I, we couldn't handle it. Now, gotta, Jeff says, Jeff says you, you can't tell me overall talent back then was the same as today. You have to have super teams to compete. That goes to my everything point, was though, spread yeah. out more. Yeah, like today yeah, you do have to have a these super guys want to join each other and create these super teams. Back then, they didn't. They took more pride in their own team. Sure, there were some, like when Clyde Drexler joined Hakeem Olajuwon in Houston, and they won a couple titles. But for the most part, these guys stayed. With their teams. Jordan got lucky. They got Scottie Pippen. They drafted him. And he was great. But. (laughs) Even if LeBron wins. A title this season. I still don't think. That it's that close. Between he and Jordan. Well done. My friend. All right. Thanks to Matty Van Winkle. You all right? You good? You feel better? Man, we just these these kids these these kids. Andrew's older than us. Well, yeah, but he thinks he's a kid. Yeah. Okay. Look at the way he dresses with the the hats and the the baggy pants. Yeah. And he's a big jo- his- he was a big Jordan guy, right? Like he's no. he's admittedly that he was I don't a Jordan, think right? So. I thought he no. was. No. No, he's he's the Lakers. He's a he, always, he was a oh, okay. Kobe guy. Oh, he's a Kobe he probably, guy. Okay. Kobe. Sorry, AD. Sorry. He probably thinks Kobe's better than Jordan. Well, I remember when I used to work there, when like he used to always say Kobe was the greatest of all time. So I wonder how that's changed. Like if LeBron is <laughs> since... He's just a homer. He is just a homer. Since just, you know, LeBron's proven to be better than Kobe now. Appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks to all of our great sponsors, Circus Sports Iowa along with our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. See, Williams, you, you could have brought that up earlier in the program. We could have well, talked we'll about this. Well, we'll do it again. For... We've got all summer. It's May 18th. Just calm down. I don't know, man. Only 100 days to college football. It's coming, baby. No gambling scandal to talk about this week. We did okay. Well, they're still, uh, they're still figuring out what to do with the, uh, the one they uncovered last week. Appreciate everybody watching live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us as well if you miss part of the show. Anywhere you download podcasts, search for Iowa Everywhere. For Chris Hassel, I'm Chris Williams. And for Matt Van Winkle, have a great weekend, everybody. Iowa Everywhere.